Welcome, my name is Chris Moulton. I am the pastor of Reformation Presbyterian Church in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. As it says there in the bulletin, I went to seminary with Zach. We were in the same class together. I uh, remember the first day I walked into seminary. It was summer Greek. And uh, just walked into the building. First time I saw Zach a distance away. And I was a, uh, I was a coach and PE teacher for most of my career. Well, just about all of it before I became... A pastor and I walked up and I just I, I, that guy's a great athlete. I don't that's just something that came to me. I'm not a prophet, but I knew that. And, and uh, not only was he a good athlete at one time, but he is one that has run the race very well and uh, has been a great blessing to me. And so I'm thankful for this opportunity. Uh, I would ask you to turn your Bibles, turn in your Bibles to Ecclesiastes chapter one. I know Reverend Vanderhart mentioned that uh, his text was a familiar one at times like this. Perhaps this one is an unfamiliar text at times like this. Uh, But a good word nonetheless as it comes from the word of our Lord. Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. I'll be reading from the King James. The words of the preacher, the son of David, king in Jerusalem. Vanity of vanities, saith the preacher. Vanity of vanities, all is vanity. What profit hath a man of all his labor, which he taketh under the sun? One generation passeth away, and another generation comes, but the earth abides forever. The sun also arises, and the sun goes down, and hastes to his place where he arose. The wind goes toward the south, and turns about unto the north. It whirls about continually, and the wind returns again according to his circuits. All the rivers run into the sea, yet the sea is not full. Unto the place from whence the rivers come, there they return again. All things are full of labor. Man cannot utter it. The eye is not satisfied with seeing, nor the ear filled with hearing. The thing that has been is that which shall be, and that which is done is that which shall be done, and there is no new thing under the sun. Is there anything whereof it may be said, See, this is new. It has been already of old time, which was before us. There is no remembrance of former things, neither shall, they be, shall there be any remembrance of things that are to come with those that shall come after. Zechariah, in the next few minutes and throughout your ministry, I would like to encourage you to think about the only question that was asked in that passage, and that comes in verse 3. What profit is, what profit has a man of all his labor which he takes under the sun. And then along with that, I'd also like to encourage you to think of the overarching theme of the book of Ecclesiastes, which is vanity. According to the preacher, all is just that, vanity. Uh, A mere breath, a vapor, a puff of smoke, something that's here one second and gone the next. Now, to be sure, I do hope and I pray that you will have many fruitful and blessed years in your ministry here to the flock that God has providentially placed under your care. I pray that you will preach hundreds of faithful sermons, that you will give much good, wise, biblical counsel. I pray that year after year, God will bless you with the words that you bring to those that are hurting, those that are afraid, those that are even rejoicing. And yet even then, remember, before you know it, Zechariah, It will all be over, just like that. 30 years, perhaps, maybe 40, if the Lord so blesses, that you will spend perhaps all of it serving here, if that's what the Lord wills. But then, in it all, please don't forget that man is like a breath, or vanity, as we're told in Psalm 144, verse 4. His days are like a passing shadow. And so why is that worth remembering? 
and thinking about, especially as a pastor, why does that uh, play in with the vanity that we spoke of earlier? Um, Why does that play a role in answering the question, what profit, what gain is there for all the labor which a man takes under the sun? Here's why. Because the profit or the gain, as some versions have it, in other words, the things that are left over, that which still remains when you and I and everyone else here this evening is gone from this earth, it won't be you. It won't be your lasting legacy. And for the simple fact that, as we read there the last verse, there is no remembrance of former things, neither shall there be any remembrance of things that are to come to those that shall come after. It made me think of that as Reverend Vanderhart was talking about the little pieces of clay, what will be left, little pieces of clay. In a recent book about Ecclesiastes, uh, just uh, put out not too long ago by David Gibson, he put it this way, we will all leave only one thing behind when we die, the earth that we used to live on, remaining right where it was when we first arrived, only now it spins without us. And so again, according to God's word, your life is like a breath. It's a passing shadow. It's a vapor of smoke that's here now and will soon be gone and forgotten. But what will remain and what will continue to be gained for maybe generations to come will be the lasting legacy of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Nicholas Ludwig von Zinzendorf, a Moravian minister from the 1700s, had a motto, I guess you might say, that he used as a pastor, and it was this, very simple, preach the gospel, die, be forgotten. Perhaps in knowing that that's all he could really do anyway, perhaps in knowing that that was the only real answer to the question, what profit has a man for all the labor which he labors under the sun? That's evidently what he said about doing. And so, Zechariah, I charge you, do the same. I charge you, preach the gospel. Not that you won't, I believe you will. Not that you're a prideful man, I don't believe you are, but preach the gospel. There's nothing else I could tell you. I charge you, preach the gospel. I don't charge you, I don't charge you, die and be forgotten. I don't have to charge you that. That, will, that doesn't sound right anyway, but uh, that's going to happen anyway. But, but again, in the passing shadow known as this life, in the passing shadow that will be your ministry here, however many years God blesses you with that, I do charge you continually proclaim that good news of Jesus Christ. It's only the lasting, the everlasting covenant of grace. According to scripture, it's the everlasting consolation and good hope through grace. It's the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that gives everlasting life to those that rest their souls upon it. And since that's what we all need, you, me, everyone here, preach that. I'll close this charge to you, Zechariah, with these words from 1 Corinthians 15, which I believe fits so well with the vanity of life that we read of in Ecclesiastes, where it says this, O death, where is your sting? O grave, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Brothers and sisters of our Lord Jesus Christ, you have heard the charge given to Zechariah, and now as you receive your newly ordained 
pastor, as you, can seek, as you seek to continue to be faithful stewards within the kingdom of God, it's my opportunity to give you a charge as well. And so I would ask you to turn your attention to Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. Same words, uh, a different part of it. I focused mainly there on verse 3 and some on verse 11. Here again, verses 4 through 10. One generation passeth away and another generation comes, but the earth abides forever. The sun also arises and the sun goes down and hastens to the place where he arose. The wind goes toward the south and turns about unto the north. It whirls about continually and the wind returns again according to his circuits. All rivers run into the sea, yet the sea is not full. Unto the place from whence the rivers come, there they return again. All things are full of labor. Man cannot utter it. The eye is not satisfied with seeing, nor the ear filled with hearing. The thing that has been is that which shall be, and that which is done is that which shall be done, and there is no new thing under the sun. Is there anything whereof it may be said, see, this is new? It has been already of old time, which was before us. So when it comes to the charge that I am putting before you based upon, again, those words that we just heard, as well as the reminder that there is nothing new under the sun, um, consider there the, uh, the cyclical patterns that the preacher places before us. For example, he tells us that even as one generation dies and is forgotten, there's already another one there to take its place. He reminds us that morning after morning, morning after morning, evening after evening, throughout our entire lives, the sun rises, the sun sets, the sun rises, the sun sets. There's the wind which goes every which way. That's been the case ever from the beginning. There's the water cycle that continues to bring rain and snow upon the earth. It evaporates. It comes down again, on and on that goes. He mentions the repetitive uh, action as well of sinful man, wherein we are never really satisfied with what our senses experience. If only I had that new car, if only I had that new house, if only I had a relationship with that person, I would be fully satisfied, we think, until we have that new car, that new house, that new relationship. And then we find that we're still not really satisfied, and so we start up again, thinking, well, if only it was something else. And so in all those cyclical patterns of life, as they still remain in that, in that mankind has always really been inventing things. They've always been inventing things, some good and some not so good. It's true. There is no new thing under the sun. It's been already of old, which was before us. Well, now for you in realizing that life under the sun is very cyclical and that ultimately there is no new thing that things are repetitive in nature and that we should even expect it to be that way, really rejoicing in God's providence that that's how he continues to preserve and govern all his creatures and all their actions. In recognizing that reality, even though you have a new-to-you pastor, you can and you should expect there to be a certain level of continuance, of repetition, from what you've been experiencing previous to Zechariah's call. As was the case with the pastor before him, I'm sure Zechariah will continue to lay line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. I charge you to embrace those things. Be thankful for those things. Love your pastor for continuing to press forth repetitively those same truths because we are forgetful hearers. 
And we need those continual reminders. As he seeks to lead you along one step at a time, pointing you to Christ, realize that God who knows us better than we know ourselves runs the same crimson thread of Jesus Christ from page to page through, your, through the word. And so in as much as Zechariah is continuing to reveal that thread to you, then he's doing what God has called him to. Also, as he achieves and accomplishes those things well, and as Reverend Vanderhart points out, as at times he, he uh, accomplishes things not so well because he is just an earthen vessel. Um, and two, since that's another cyclical pattern of life, we have good days, we have bad days. We, Zach will have great sermons, he'll have average sermons. Be patient. Be forgiving. Just as you would want him to be towards you, just as God is both those things, patient and forgiving perfectly to his own. Along with that, I also charge you to bless Rochelle and bless the Skibout children who are all looking for you to love their pastor and their husband and their father and themselves with the same love and patience that you would want to be shown. And all my charge to you is this day in and day out, even through all the repetitive aspects of life, be faithful plotters, faithful plotters along the road to glory that God has placed you on, all the while thanking God for his means of grace, thanking him for a pastor that he has raised up, that he has raised up, a man that he has brought to you to be faithful to the word, loving him, loving his family, and doing that which is pleasing to the Lord. I, uh, in closing, please allow me to uh, tell you that same basic thing in a way that I think is very well put. Better than I can put it, it comes from a book on loving the church. This is particular part is written by Kevin DeYoung, where he said this, Our jobs are often mundane. Our devotional times often seem like a waste. Church services are often forgettable. That's life. We drive to the same places. We go through the same routines with our coworkers. We buy the same groceries at the store. We mow the same yard every spring and summer. Church is often the same too. Same doctrines. Same basic order of worship, same preacher, same people. But in all the smallness and sameness, God works like the smallest seed in the garden growing to unbelievable heights, like beloved Tychicus, that faithful minister, delivering the mail and apostolic greetings. Life is usually pretty ordinary, just like following Jesus most days. Daily discipleship is not a new revolution each morning or an agent of global transformation every evening. It's a long obedience in the same direction. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. If we truly love the church, we will bear with her in her failings, endure her struggles, believe her to be the beloved bride of Christ and hope for her final glorification. I still believe the church is the hope of the world, not because she gets it all right, but because she is a body with Christ for her head. Don't give up on the church. The New Testament knows nothing of churchless Christianity. The invisible church is for invisible Christians. The visible church is for you and me. So I guess this is my final advice. Find a good local church. I'll correct that. Stay with this good local church. Get involved, become a member, stay there for the long haul, put away thoughts of revolution for a while, and join the plotting visionaries. Go to church this Sunday and worship there in spirit and in truth. Be patient with your leaders. Rejoice when the gospel is faithfully proclaimed. Bear with those who hurt you and give people the benefit of the doubt. 
While you are there, sing like you mean it. Say hi to teenagers no one notices. Welcome the blue hairs and the nose ring. Volunteer for the nursery once in a while. And yes, bring your fried chicken to the potluck like everyone else. Invite a friend to church. Take the new couple out for coffee. Give to the Christmas offering. Be thankful someone vacuumed the carpet. Enjoy the Sundays that click for you. Pray extra hard on the days that don't. And, according to Zechariah 4.10, do not despise the day of small things. Amen.